retrograde. Hello, this is that's a retrograde. I, was, I thought you were going to say I don't know. I was going to say this is the last episode yeah. of the year. Yeah, that was what I was. But then I thought we needed to say our names, and then it felt weird not to say our names without saying the name of the show I first. Just said it. I know, and then I was in this my own world. This is truly the most retrograde intro we've ever had and i'm just feeling like we should roll with it i think so too i'm stephanie simbari i'm elizabeth hello elizabeth hi steph now let's go back to what you were originally gonna say which is that this is the last episode of the year wow guys we have just lived a journey this year (laughs) 2017 i mean where to begin with with what we've been through it started with january um, the month of january Mm -hmm. and (laughs) who was our first guest this year Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Amen. Right now. Anyone ever go to Temple and remember the cantor singing Amen I like that? I sure do. <laughs> I sure, sure do. You don't do. have to go all the way back right now. Well, we can get to that in the we'll Roses and Thorns section. I just want to say thank you guys for an incredible year. Everything has grown so much, and we're so fucking excited for what's to come. Definitely. Um, I'm so grateful that I've I've overcome um, many eye problems this year. Um, Elizabeth has come through an intense skin journey. I mean, we've really morphed into different people exactly internally and externally. I will say this retrograde has made me feel like I've regressed to being this person that uh, was miserable a la like 2012. So I'm looking forward to it being over. Yes. Um, but you know what? We've learned these lessons. We've revisited the darkest parts of ourselves. <laughs> We've cried many a times. And we're just stoked for the new year. By we, I mean me and all my personalities. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'll throw and, yeah. in, and I'll throw, I'll, I'll tack onto that okay, team. Okay, cool, cool, no cool. No problem. Great. Yeah, it's been a year full of some um, really amazing, beautiful things. Also some... Very hard things. Blessings and lessons. A roses and thorns, just juggernaut, if you will. Juggernaut. I don't even know what that word means, but it just feels right. You know, I love a multi-syllable anything, so it just felt... Right, you love a multi-syllable word that you don't know what it means. Exactly. <laughs> if any, if we've learned anything this this year, it's that I'm not sure about words. <laughs> um, well, we thought we would regress a little bit, go back in time. Last year, our last episode of 2016 uh-huh. was with a very special friend of ours, one who we met through doing this show. Uh huh. And. You know, something really amazing about getting to host That So Retrograde is that we have a opportunity to meet some really cool people. And sometimes we take those people and we're like, you're our friend now. We make them our friend. We make them our friend. Cool. Nice to meet you. You're hanging out (laughs) with us us all the time. All the time now. (laughs) We're going to come to your house and watch Vanderpump Rules. Thanks for healing us, but also do you want to get wasted? Um, (laughs) And one of those people is Kelsey Patel. Welcome back. Hi. It's your third time. Kelsey, for those of you who don't know is a mindfulness expert meditation teacher reiki healer and just overall badass force in the woman on this responsible planet. for my attunement exactly which i talked about on the show <gasps> oh my gosh and responsible for my hangover from sunday <laughs> morning so like all the things <laughs> hashtag me too yeah. oh my god <laughs> can we talk about this party you had really quickly before yeah. we get into it because it was Let's. like definite info okay so it was the Patel holiday party slash app your husband's birthday party birthday party and the theme was Paris and it was Paris like, at the Patels and to be exact. you guys not only did you have a mini Eiffel Tower which someone almost fell off of and died <laughs> yeah, don't tell the rental company that, that was lamp insane. there was like lamp posts on your porch it was like a little Parisian square that you created with a mime doing balloon animals and like duck comfy tray pass. I mean, multiple <laughs> forks <Croque> and knives. <laughs> um, Croque Monsieur. Elizabeth, growing up kosher, I think was like very much neglected. That was of, not of in my the Cheese ham combination. Definitely. And when those tiny sandwiches came around, she was just like, her, Give me she all went the into like, like a cartoonish trance <laughs> where yeah, like, I could was, see the parts of her eyes like circulating with sparkles and. And it was like the Kira Kira app yeah. IRL. Inside your eyes, you're like, I'm sorry, but I just love a tiny hand sandwich. <laughs> it was so good. I don't think I've ever like actually indulged in something like that. I've had a ham I'm and cheese croissant, but very proud of you. And then just a beautiful sit down dinner that capped off with a ma- with burlesque dancers, a magic show, it DJ at the end, all of the things. It was really I mean, special. 
such a good party that the police came That's at right. 1 30 in one the morning one of my favorite parts of the party is watching down. you try to navigate the, the police and the building manager yeah. like you're obviously drunk yeah and you're this close to them like so close <laughs> to their face i can tell using all the powers of your reiki i was like we must go on the party must it go worked on. though they were like that's fine move the dj outside i know it worked for a hot minute yeah. until the big scary police came and i was like you win yeah fine you win. Win. extra interesting so when i so i left as your husband was dealing with an upset neighbor and the building manager yeah and then i ended up in the elevator with the upset neighbor oh, no. and the building manager my Mind you, my table won the trivia, so I came home with a crepe machine. You did. And so I'm holding, like, the crepe maker. You had those, like, beautiful gifts for us to go home with. Like, the whole thing, I was just, like, leaving in the best spirits. And the guy was, like, the the elevator ride was the most awkward Awkward. ride because I was like, well, that was really fun. And I also feel like that's a little bit of a cue to what 2017 was. Like, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Awkward, awkward elevator ride. (laughs) And just seeing all the dynamics. Awkward elevator ride into 2018. Yes. Cool. Good party. See you guys next time. (laughs) Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Sorry to wake you. I have a question. Will you plan my wedding? A thousand percent. Amazing. Yes. Great. Only... If I get to officiate it. Done. That is my one request. I love that. Yeah. Manifesting that husband. Done. Zola.com. <laughs> yeah, you are, man. Look, I've never heard you talk so much about marriage and manifesting except for I mean, this I'm moment. just like really done with adding people to my stockpile of sexual partners. So Yeah. yeah you got to you know? cap that number at some point. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I can't count it on all of our fingers, toes, and everyone that's in the other room either. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> um, so we had you on last year at this time to help us close out the year. Um, it's been a, a doozy this 2017 of ours. Um, I think everybody, even if you had like high highs within your personal life, or I'll just speak for myself. I learned in my public speaking class, you're supposed to use first person. Did you also learn to eat your words when you finish your sentence? Yeah, that was the coffee sip. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... I had some great, beautiful moments of this year, as I'm sure both of us had, and I'm sure many people listening, but it was it's hard to deny what the general general temperature has been just in the world. It's been a heavy time. The main triumph is that we haven't died in nuclear war yet. Yeah. I mean, and I would say even, you know, as as the year passed through, I mean, even now, like actually trying to think back I can't it's like I have to feel my way back into the year because when I think about the year behind I feel I actually feel like I have amnesia where I'm like what did happen yeah because it felt like there was just so much there was so much and then there was also not as much maybe in some regards is you know because right now everybody's talking about new year and manifesting and intention setting and like I see people already like writing intentions out for the new year and I'm like is that being present maybe that's being really maybe that's actually being more proactive and maybe I'm just like not proactive and that's okay but part of me also really feels like the temperature of 2017 was also forcing us to be really acutely present and aware and that's also why I feel like I can't actually like retrograde my way back into so many things that I probably could have in years before Mm -hmm. to be like I know that I did this and I did this and I did this and the to-do list like I kind of felt like 2017 it just threw me for such a loop in the best ways and worst ways that I was kind of like well fuck the to-do lists like I can't keep up I cannot keep up with what I think I should be doing so I gotta just at some point like rip it up and let it go otherwise it's going to drive me crazy you know my sense is that like I set a lot of intentions at the beginning of the year and my sense is that a lot of those things are actually going to manifest next year yeah like, it feels like this year was more of the year of, like, clearing space so those things could become possible. Like, my vision for what was supposed to happen, like, I feel like I'm brushing up against it, like, a little bit. But there was so much, like, shit in between, like, what I saw and what I was actually, where I was actually And also, at. look at the word you just said, my vision. And you had to deal with your actual physical vision yeah. this year. Yeah. And so, it is that energy, too, of, like, how, and for you, Elizabeth, it was the skin stuff. And it's, like, how you... <sighs> were being seen, 
right? How people mm-hmm. were seeing you. And for Steph, it was like how you were seeing and what your clarity was. Yeah. And look, I had so much stuff. I got food poisoning this year. I was sick every month from like January I think through that's June. that's from the Reiki. Yeah, what those the getting sick. Oh well, I realized like that I wasn't of energy. protecting myself, yeah. and I never learned in my practices really to be like, and you must like protect yourself and da da da, because it was always well, source is infinite, and I can continue to allow that that energy to flow through. But what I was doing was totally dismissing myself. Yeah, in the process and my needs and my belief of my my needs. And I still, you know, even this morning I had a call with a woman who kicks my ass every like two weeks. And she reminded me once again, like I was super frustrated this morning. I had like, I just didn't have, felt like I didn't have enough time and I wasn't getting shit done. And it felt like everybody needed something from me. And when I had a conversation with her, it went along the lines of, I'm not communicating what I need and I'm also not giving myself the time. So then I set myself up to be resentful and frustrated with people that are just trying to show up for me, but I resent them in that moment. And that's also a part of me denying responsibility, like denying myself responsibility. Mm -hmm. It is not anybody else's responsibility to be like, did you have breakfast? Have you worked out today? Did you do meditation this morning? Because I know that shit keeps me sane. And when I don't do it, I'm just anticipating when I'm going to get to do it and when I'm going to get to do it and when will I get to do it? When will I have time alone? And it was just this reminder that we're always going to be doing work. I'm always going to have to have shit to work on. And whether or not it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, it will always be there. But the more that I can surrender and accept myself Mm -hmm. in the moment that I'm going through shit, it makes all the difference. And like luxuriate in the chance to even get to take care of yourself in that way. That's what I forget. Like when I neglect, like just breathing in the morning, you know, my whole day is like, and then I do it for like five minutes. I'm like, oh me, like I'm good. I'm cool. Yeah, like I'm bad. And I'm so lucky that I get to do that. But like, it's so bizarre how it's so hard to really just put, it's not, I'm hesitant to say like put yourself first because that's not really, that feels too like, I'm always looking out for number one. Like that's not really what it is. It's really just like your body. Yeah. And maybe that's a temple. It's like your vehicle for everything. And, you know, I don't know about everybody else, but I have so often denied myself these moments that I know I need because I'm so focused or worried about what everybody else needs of me Mm. or like the emails that might be waiting or the meetings that people want to have with me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to leave my house. Like, I don't want to drive. I don't want to go to this lunch or go to this thing. And like, I would, I'll tell myself all these stories that make me feel so guilty and bad and wrong and shameful for like not showing up in these certain ways. And then again, when I get those tender moments with myself, I'm like, Oh no, babe, it's, it's all about you. Like you do get to be your number one client. You do get to be your number one because from that place I can show up to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like in 2017, I mean, it felt like I fell flat on my face, like over and over and over again to that energy of showing up for myself until it was finally like, okay, I'm the common denominator. Like I keep getting sick because I keep getting sick. Mm. I keep exposing myself and putting myself out there. So I keep paying the consequence. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like at 36, I am learning how to slow down Mm. because so much of my life has been like, go, 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 do, 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 do. Everybody else wants me to do this. So of course it's the right thing to do. Everybody else thinks that I am this person. So that's what I should be doing. Everybody else wants me to be doing this and that, that, that. And just all these false expectations. So how can we consciously combat that or work through those feelings? Because I think that's a universal, and, and especially the way the modern world works now. We are constantly accessing our emails. We're constantly being able to be gotten in touch with. It's mm-hmm. hard to, I myself have really had to like understand that it's okay to have a natural rhythm of like wanting to be in contact and not 
and work in and setting a time twice a day that I'm going to be doing emails. So it's like mm-hmm. 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there versus constantly being, you know, attached to the device. Would you say, I mean, I guess for me, it's also one of those things where I do say like, honestly, first of all, it's so funny. I've never done, I would never agree to do a podcast during Mercury Retrograde because I'm like, am, is this helpful at all? Am I like, am I, Are we able am to I communicate useless speaking unclear. right now? Because I just can't tell. <laughs> um, so please don't judge me. You mean you would never, but podcast. you actually did. It's okay. You can I do. I only did it because you guys and your little bit of like peer pressure. And then you gave me a sweatshirt and ah. I was like, Pressure, this no, bitch. <laughs> it's really only because I love you too so much that I'll take any excuse to hang out with you, even if it's being on a podcast, even if it's recorded. Even no, if it's recorded. you're making complete sense, and I love what you were saying earlier, which was like, you know, if 2017 was the year of what was the quality valuation, evaluation, then 2018 would be the year of acceptance. Yeah, and I would love to kind of talk about how we can channel that, like. The idea of setting intentions to me has always seemed like too much for like that's so you're just going to set an intention at the end of the year or the beginning of the year for the next 12 months. Like wh- what intention could you really set that you could actually adhere to? And I'm open to, to, to hearing what people do where they really come back and check in with that. But for, for me, I feel like it's more about instead of an intention, it's like thinking about like qualities that I want to embody or like ways that I can like navigate experiences like like in instead of saying I'm gonna do x y and z like I'm actually gonna like see more hear more and speak more clearly like that to me is like a very grounded grounded and like easily applicable evolved Stephanie thank you have you been listening to Reiki one Reiki one no I think it's that's a retrograde (laughs) I think it's the Reiki I think it's that I'm just like older and I have to rely on my other senses since my eyes out of business. <laughs> but like, so that's something that I can take into every experience as opposed to, and doesn't put too much pressure on me because it's always something that I can check in with. So I'd be curious to kind of hear like other Look, things like I that. I love that. And I think, you know, a, a while ago I stopped focusing my intentions on like the to do's of like, yeah. I want to be on this show. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Cut to Kelsey's journal, just 27 pages of that's a retrograde. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> every but, line but now it's like it's so cool because now I focus on feeling I focus on I know myself and especially living in LA sometimes it's a little bit for me it's a little bit of a bubble and so I know that when I get out of the out of the city out of the state out of the country I feel so much more open and alive and aware and conscious of myself and conscious of the world. And I, and I need that. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage everybody to explore sort of their, what I would call comfort zone. And I don't mean comfort doesn't need to be a bad thing. It's more to say, I know that I could have a tendency to be like, Ooh, I really want to go train in yoga for a month in India. But like, Oh, come on. Who has the time? Like, come on. That's impossible. I have a husband. I have kids. I have commitments. I have responsibilities. And that's the moment where I need to be like, "Mm, pause, check in. Do you feel that that's what you are being called to? Do you feel like you are ready to go back and really journey through a whole new experience? So I give that as an example, just to say, even when you look at, yeah, in the new year, like where do you want to travel to? What does sort of excite you, maybe scare you, make you feel this excitement inside, like those butterflies? That to me is intention setting. Not like I want to make this much money. You can certainly put numbers and money is a form of energy and it's abundance and wealth is great and wealth can be in health, it can be in friendship, it can be in relation, it can be in experiences. So to me, I love setting intentions for a new year based on how do I want to feel? Like, what do I know is coming up for me? I know that in 2017, I really was working on feeling worthy and valuing myself. And that is what this whole year was about for me was like, I I ended my private practice, which was a huge choice. And I you know, transitioned to being in one of my other businesses and then another business. And it's like, all of that was change. 
And now 2018, I feel is this energy of acceptance and accepting where I'm at, accepting what I haven't learned, what I will learn, accepting that I don't know, accepting that I'm exactly who I'm meant to be. And also accepting that you can be both and. Like I can be a student and a teacher. I can be a wife and an independent free woman. I can be a mother and like a unique individualized human being. And to me, the both and is such a beautiful way to surrender to acceptance. I love that thing about about how you want to feel. Like I remember earlier this year, now that it's coming up, is like my struggle with like doing stand-up and feeling like I needed to do it because it meant X, Y, and Z, but the feeling that I was getting from it like wasn't, I wasn't feeling like in alignment with like myself. So it's like I only wanted to feel like I was doing things that were like in alignment to make me feel good. And it can be really difficult to like get your kind, again, it's still something that I'm working and thinking about is like getting your mind out of the way of the judgment of like, if you don't do it, then this is what that means. And like, that's not really the conversation that you need to be having with yourself. Yeah. How do things make you feel is such a good way to take stock of like where I you're know at and where you're going. That, and this is what I realized, again, because it's Mercury retrograde, I was like, gosh, there was something else I knew I was going to say. <laughs> but, and it's this, is that I knew my word for 2018 And it might change. I don't know. I'm not attached to it. But to 2017, knowing that it was worthy and valuing myself, 2018 for me is all about being brave. I love that. It's like, I'm ready. I'm scared, but I'm also so ready to be brave, to be like, oh, that's so exciting. And it scares me. And yes, the answer is yes, I will. I think that like focusing on a word, like as Steph said, like how you want to feel like going back to that theme kind of clearing a channel to spirit or whatever, whoever you talk to. Um, Who do you talk to? Just my buddies up there. Who are they? Are they housewives? Are they Kardashian? What's what's their archetype? They're they're guided spirits. But like, what is their guided spirit like character? Don't you ever like see, remember how I told you my money spirit is like, like J-Lo? Right. No, I haven't haven't given them, they're more of a feeling. Okay. They're like more Claren as a feeling. I really want you to meditate on seeing what they look like because I would be fascinated by that. I just like love that as a character study. But I also feel like people, and I, when I teach, I teach this too. It's like when you did your Reiki attunement, everybody sees and feels and experiences their own, that, that pulse, that energy, Mm -hmm. that, that universal life force and connection in a different way. Some people are very kinetic and they feel it. Some people are visual and they can see like, oh, then this purple lightning bolt splashed down into my heart chakra and exploded into blah, 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 blah. And then some people are like any type of other direction, but they might not see color and they might have a different. I feel it and I feel it through my left hand. And then I also feel color, which Mm, is something that we talked about with Duel Frazier. Like I, like a color comes in, but I don't see it. It's very interesting. Anyway, what I was saying is, you know, being (laughs) able to connect with a word and letting that come through. What do you have any tips for like how to kind of like connect with that? I feel like we should do a meditation in this recording because I feel like the energy of sending and when you're in that state of breath and just connecting and and let and letting go like you know what's behind us is behind us and we can still send our love and our gratitude and our forgiveness and acceptance of the year behind us and to value sort of exactly what lessons have come through exactly what um, teachings and really honoring the journey so many people that I talk to want to pop out of where they are. It's like, okay, then I've just got to start a meditation practice every day for 50 minutes or for 20 minutes. Or, and then pop I've got to do, explain they want to pop out of right where they are right now and all the lessons and all the journey that they're experiencing. Believing. You mean and like elevate? So they're like, oh, I gather this and then I have that. Yeah, but also I mean like pop out of the feelings, of feeling cruddy, of feeling I like I... 
am really sick of being feeling stuck. I'm really over not being in good relation with my family or having a relationship or hating my job or whatever it might be. And so many people want to pop out of that Mm -hmm. and they believe that a teacher... Like an instantaneous fix. They want immediate gratification and that somehow some teacher or some coach or some yoga practice... And I... Please, we all know this. Like, I'm in, I'm into all of that, and I know the transformations that it can have. Um, it's had it on my own life. But when you rely on someone or something else outside of yourself, that is where I can see that people are popping out. And it's like the acceptance of this is exactly who I'm meant to be, where I'm meant to be, expressing and experiencing and feeling what I'm meant to feel. So I can have my own awareness, I can have my own understanding, my own compassion, forgiveness, love, etc. to continue the journey with myself. Does that make sense? Totally. Does Absolutely. That make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also like those, the tools that you're talking about are amazing. And like you said, they've helped you, they've helped me, they've helped Elizabeth. I know they've helped a lot of our listeners, but those things are ongoing, yeah, and it's just a vehicle. It's yeah. like you can still get to the train station by foot, by train, by car, by automobile, by blah, blah, blah. And so all of the practices that we have access to, thank God for all the teachers that are out there, all the practices that we have this access to simply become a vehicle for us to go inward. Yeah. Not, but they aren't doing the work for us. Like you have to make the choice to walk <laughs> to the destination. You have to make a choice, even if you levitate and fly to the destination, like that's Dope. cool too. But it's meaning that you're choosing to make that that act, make that intention to go. What are you what's your vehicle right now? for getting there like what what's working because we really believe like it's ever evolving it's ever changing so like today this week right now honestly it's as as simple and as complicated as self-love like when I choose to love myself then I can make a choice that is in alignment with my highest good. Yeah. When I'm not in self-love, when I'm in codependency, when I'm in addiction, when I'm in, and I, I mean it in the, again, in the most open term of like, we all have elements of codependency. We all have elements of addiction and some are on varying levels. But when I choose from self-love, then I know that it's the purest choice that I can make. What is that? Is that just like a, a mental perspective? I would say it's to click into that. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's, you know, it could even be when I'm driving or even right before hosting that big party, it's like everybody was needing me to be there and needing something from me. And I was like, I'm going to lose my mind if one more person says my name right now. And that the self most self-loving choice I could make in that moment was to tell everyone I'm going to the back for an hour and under no circumstances is anyone allowed to knock on the door. <laughs> so just be bitchy and, <laughs> and goodbye. And that's I'm also your higher self. master. <laughs> Joking. No, that's good. But it's, it's like true. Boundaries. It really was my higher self yeah. being like, you are doing this to yourself. Nobody's doing this to you. You are not, you have not made one single choice today to take care of yourself and give yourself some breath and give yourself some time and to just soak and to rest and to journal and to be. And also I know that I have a pattern when something really exciting and fun is happening with people that I love and I get to have a great night. I sort of create this self-sabotage just like when people are traveling right now for the holidays or going home to visit family or whatever it may be. There is also this aspect of accepting the year of acceptance, just accepting things for what they are. Meaning if I know that I'm going home to North Dakota for three days, which I am, and there's going to be like 15 people staying in my parents, three bedroom, a house that sleeps comfortably cozy. six people. Okay. Yeah, get cozy. I am, I was anticipating like, when am I going to get to meditate? When am I going to get to do blah, blah, blah? And I was like feeling anxious and controlling already. And then I was like, or I just need, to let it be exactly what it is. Yeah, and you like, can always like walk around outside. I can take a walk, but meaning 
I also need to not try to make it what it's not. Like right. it is going to be fucking chaos. Yeah, it's it not is going to be meditative. Yeah, journey. it's like it is not. A, I'm not going to Esalen. I'm not going to like <laughs> you know a yoga retreat. Like this is going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of people, and it's also okay to accept it and just yeah. let it be what it is. The same way with right where you are in your spiritual path, right where you are in your life. Like, can you just accept that it is going to be what it is for now, and you can make these many choices. When I throw a huge party with 50 people, I also have to just accept that that day is going to be a little chaotic. Mm -hmm. And for several days after, I'm going to be cleaning up and organizing my house and putting it back together. But that's a choice. I have a choice to have that party. I have a choice to go home and stay in a house with 15 people. So when my mind says, okay, I consciously chose this, so now I don't also need to expect that it's anything other than what it's what it is. Shift in perspective. It is. It's true. I just thought of something about the year of acceptance and like the feeling thing, and I'm gonna try to um, articulate it. I don't know if it's gonna work. Retrograde. I know. I'm like my brain. Like, <laughs> I'm like welcome to way. this podcast. <laughs> okay, so here's like here's something for anyone that's kind of feeling like resistant to the idea of not setting like a resistant resistant to the idea of not setting like a solid intention because like hand raised tell right. me I'm just like I'm having this feeling that like that's something that could come up mm-hmm. where it's like people are like no but I want to set the intention of like I'm gonna publish something or I'm gonna yeah. get this new job and it's like love in 2018 and that's great like those are great things to, like make yourself available to but what about this idea of like letting yourself be surprised by what unfolds when you let yourself feel what's true for you. Does that make sense? Where it's like you think you want one thing and you like are going after that thing. And then as you're experiencing that thing, like all sorts of new shit's coming up. Mm -hmm. And so to like let go of like a results oriented, like way of being in your intention and like instead your intentions, like I'm going to go after this job or this thing because I think it's going to make me feel this way. And instead of following, I mean, of course there's some jobs and some things that like there's a shit right. part mm-hmm. of the process where like you got to get your hands dirty. And like, I think identifying that is a different part of the conversation, but I just like really keep thinking of like, let yourself be surprised by what comes up when you're in alignment with the way that you feel. Totally. And what would you say being in alignment is for both of you? Like for me, I said, it's self-love. What does your alignment look like so you can make those choices? It's so funny that you say that. I was talking to stuff about this, like the word, like we so often get asked, what does wellness mean to you? And I kind of hate that question because it's, I haven't really had a firm answer but for Kale. me Kale. I'm like now you need to start asking no. it on every podcast <laughs> right but <laughs> what it what's come up for me most recently is that it just means whatever lends to one's alignment mm. yeah and I've like fully landed like on that, that answer yeah. after three years of doing the show Amazing. I'm like oh that's what it is for me right now so what am I doing for that I think just as you said like and I, I, I'm curious as to what you say how you feel about this too but like there's something about, and this goes a little bit to, to what you said, Steph, like so much of the show is an exploration and we're not, we aim to not shove practices down people's throat. We aim to introduce them to these concepts that then they can take with them and perhaps hopefully build their own toolkit that will, that of items they can go back to. But there's kind of something to be said in terms of what Steph mentioned to just kind of like clear the dining room table mm-hmm. of that like push everything yep. off and then just be and like yes. take stock from there like lay naked on the dining room exactly. table and be like, yes. like, like do i want the dishes on the ground get a yeah. dining room table yeah. <laughs> and just like be like okay here i am right now without any of like my morning practice without any yes. of like the rigidity of like consumption the control take the control yeah. out of like, the equation and really take take a temperature read of like where you are. And then it's a really fun way to then like set an intention from there. Mm -hmm. I love that because a friend of mine had said to me that there's these two lines and it's like, says who, right? Like Like, says who, like says who that I have to wake up every morning at six o'clock and do a yoga practice. We know you're not doing that. We know we all know (laughs) opposite of a morning person. Opposite. I'll stay up till one 30 in the morning with you. No problem. NP, but not wake my ass up before 8am. I'm on the same train. Sometimes 9am, but sometimes 10am. Fine. (laughs) Done. Opposite. Day after a party, 1230. I can't sleep in 
forever. Which again, I but I this is that. what I wanted to say because it actually goes exactly to that point. So me being somebody who's like, I love sleeping in. And you know what? I love it. And then I pretend that I don't care. And then when my husband wakes up at 830, I'm like, fuck you. You know, it's like the day after a party. Fuck you for waking up so early and like looking all productive and maybe even putting on Lululemon pants and going to the gym. I'm like, screw you. But cool Lululemon plug, by the yeah, way. Yeah, by the way. Oh, ambassador. ambassador. <laughs> no, I, I actually the only, I am an ambassador. Very honored and grateful. But I say it more because like that's the only fitness clothes he really right. will no, wear. No, I got you. But it's funny because so much of what I've learned over the years too is comparison is such a detriment to my alignment and my spiritual practice. Yeah. So when I would say, oh, wow, like, I wish I was a morning person. Gosh, Elizabeth, I wish I would wake up like that. Or, wow, you know, such and such human being or teacher or friend or family member. I'm so amazed that you can work out at the same time every day for five days in a row. And then you have your quote unquote rest day. Like, how do you know every day <laughs> that you're going to feel like working out? How do you know every day? We have this conversation day? all the time because she like goes in the beginning of the week and signs up for all of her class pass classes. And that gives me like crippling anxiety <laughs> where too. I like you to wake up in the morning and specifically be like, okay, I can either fit this in now. I won't even, this is how much anxiety that gives me. If I know I want to go to a 5 p.m. class, I won't sign up till 4.30. I like a, I like a schedule. Like I it cannot. No, but that's my I point. And this is that. exactly yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. but when I operate from a place of comparison, right. it is the opposite of the self-love that I'm totally. talking about. Because then I'm like, oh, I'm not as good as Elizabeth because she doesn't, she sets her schedule. She wakes up early. Oh, I'm not as she good as... She has a body as, clock that won't quit. But meaning like, but, right? Like, That's but we each is. have our own thing is like, yeah. I, you know, and then I've had people say to me like, oh, I'm so jealous that you can sleep in. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Tell That's me all the time. Also, you have a, a room that gets very dark. Mine like gets instant sun. So that's, I think, my barrier to sleeping But in. again, even look at just us playing this game of comparison yeah. right now is my mind will our minds, your mind, my mind, it always lies. Your mind will never, ever, ever, ever not want to control or not compare or judge or whatever. And again, and maybe, I don't know, maybe there's enlightened people beyond me that their mind doesn't do that. So that's awesome. But it's more to just say, when I listen to what my mind is trying to tell me, when somebody is just sharing information and I take it and then place it in some place that wants to tell me that I'm not as good as them, that I'm not doing enough, that I need to do more, that I need to be someone other than who I am, what I am, where I am right now in my life, that is bullshit. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. I don't know who said it. Put it on a pillow. It's definitely already on like a million pillows. Everywhere. Well, I love it because I think it's very, very true. And I feel it in my Even soul. Even comparing yourself to yourself, mm-hmm. either your past version of yourself or your projected desire for yourself, like that gets me really fucked up sometimes. Yeah. Is when I think about like the way that I am now versus the way that I was and like maybe wanting to be further along or like the way that I am now and the way that I want to be and like how am I going to get there and like or how many times have you compared yourself to your body like oh I looked so much better blah 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 year or I looked I look so much better now than blah 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 blah. like just even the way that the mind will compare yourself to yourself or compare but isn't that crazy that even to know that your mind will do that you would have put you in this trap of being like you you know, back when you were a vegetarian, back when you were blah, 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 back when you were in more of a routine. Back when you were in your 20s. I was just going to say that. <laughs> L-O-L. <laughs> but meaning, it's like, and I guess the whole idea, and this is leading into 2018 too, is just this ultimate becoming your per, your own permission giver. Like, there's nothing else in life that people know me as. I want them to see me as a permission giver. Like, you have permission to be exactly who you are. You have permission to love every bit of your body. You have permission to be everything that you've ever wanted to be. You have permission to be outrageously happy, outrageously in love, outrageously wealthy, abundant, joyful, (laughs) beautiful. Like, that Or even sad and frustrated. Yeah, but it's all of it. But my whole thing has always been not feeling like I have permission to 
be happy, to be in wealth and abundance, to be in joy and ease and grace. And I work on it. I work on it all the time. Yeah. So to that, we're going to just drop into a a mid-episode meditation because why Why the hell not? Yeah. So if you're driving right now, um, choose your own adventure. (laughs) If you're driving right now, pause. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Um, Pause. Switch it over to 89.9 KCRW NPR. Get some other knowledge. Download that. And then revisit this episode in, in, in 10 minutes. Great. Or don't be driving and listening to us. No. <laughs> okay. So here, we uh, go. here is our meditation. Okay. So we're going to do a, just a brief meditation. And this is going to be to surrender and allow yourself to send some love to the year behind us. And also to listen to this um, as many times as you want to and open up to the energy that you're ready to receive for this new year for yourself. So wherever you are, just find a comfortable position. You can certainly lie down, sit up, whatever you need. Not if you're driving. Not if you're driving. (laughs) And let's take a deep inhale. Open up your belly. Inhale fully. Relax the shoulders. Open your mouth. Exhale. Pull the belly back. Relax the body. With your own rhythm, inhale fully, expanding the belly, opening up the cells of the body, and then exhale, continue to open up the body as you relax and release the mind. And continue to breathe in and out, nice, slow, long, deep breaths. Allow your mind to just start relaxing, softening perhaps. Let your body receive the fullness of your breath, all of your attention. As you continue these exhales, breathing in and out of the nose now. allow every cell in the body to turn on. Turn on your light. Turn on surrender. Turn on letting go. Turn on healing. Receiving, forgiving, and being. As your body lights up from this awareness, this space of you meeting you, With a very soft, unattached mind. See yourself last year on New Year's Eve. It doesn't matter if it was great, so-so, or not so great. It's just a vision and a moment of connection. with the energy of gratitude for the lessons, the awareness, and the growth of another year behind us. We're going to send Reiki and energy back to every month of this past year. Turning on, once again, gratitude, growth, 
forgiveness and acceptance. And trusting that you're right where you're meant to be. See the month of January as you send this energy back to yourself of love. See yourself in February sending love. March. April, so grateful for all you have received and all you have shifted and all you have become. April, May. Did you learn to value yourself in 2017? June. July. August. September, October, what have you learned? November, and December. a nice deep honoring inhale open your mouth exhale <sighs> gently place your hands on top of your heart feeding and filling yourself with this light this gratitude this compassion acceptance and forgiveness trusting that you are exactly who you're meant to be where you're meant to be being exactly what has been asked of your being. And with that energy and that love and acceptance in mind, allow a word to perhaps float into the heart of what you are ready to feel and be and receive in 2018. What is your spirit your higher self calling you towards, calling you to become in this new year. Allowing yourself to receive. And when you're ready, hands in prayer, just lift them up to the third eye, right at the forehead, shining light on that which we think over the mouth and throat on that which we speak and over the heart on that which we be. And from my heart to yours, may you be happy, healthy, and always remember, you, my dear, beloved, are free. Namaste. Stay. Got your girl crying over here. <laughs> I felt that. That oh, was beautiful. I think now let's just have a word from our sponsor and segue into Roses and Thorns. Yes, that's a retrograde. For those of you who manifested a 2018 wedding, have we got something for you? I know I did. Don't you need a boyfriend first? Nah. I got it. Just go straight for the rut. 
<laughs> yes, like exactly. the wedding rut. Get it? I get it. I don't know. But no, you I guys, think I'm sure everyone who's married is super happy. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little passive aggressive. Anyways, guys, <laughs> today's sponsor is Zola. Zola is a website that is reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make it so much easier. It's your one-stop shop, virtual maid of honor. Zola has a free suite of wedding planning tools, including free wedding website. So not only does it assist you with your wedding planning, your Zola registry automatically integrates into their Zola wedding website so guests can seamlessly shop and get all the details they need in one place. Zola registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. Oh my I God. I had a friend that did this for her honeymoon fund and we got to get them like breakfast in bed and like different excursions for their honeymoon. It was way cool. That's amazing. They also have other planning tools, including customizable checklists and a guest list manager. And the best part is it's free. Ooh. And very easy to use. To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash so retrograde. That's a $50 credit towards your registry. Go to Zola.com slash so retrograde. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash so retrograde. So congrats to all you guys on your engagements. Congrats to myself on mine. <laughs> and uh, namaste stress-free with your nuptials. Yeah. Cute. Play the jingle. It's time for our What a jingle, never getting old. Wow, it's our last R&T of the fucking year. Wowza. And Kelsey, we're, you're staying here for this because you're a consistent rose in our lives. Is it our main roses. Is it okay that I'm eating a strawberry yes. phone? Uh, yeah. Phone nuts on 3rd <laughs> Street. Shout out to them. A baked donut that you never knew you needed in your life. Oh, until you did. Until you did. So good. You know what my rose is right now? Tell me. My holiday body. Love it. I am like, honestly softer than I think I've ever been like in my life in the midsection and I'm just like you know what it's kind of funny that you could just expand and contract like it's so, so funny that I can like have a donut around my waist right now and then like I know in one month it will just go away if I just put in the work right like it's kind of interesting to let yourself not care and see what happens and still be like oh I'm still like great yeah like it doesn't matter it's comfortable totally and funny and girls are supposed to, as one sister. of my lovers recently said, I have lovers. Um, girls are supposed to be soft. That literally blew my mind open. Who said that? I love him. You don't really love him. Oh. Um, <laughs> but that was like something that he said that I was like, because he was like, I feel fat after eating Mexican food. And I was like, I do too. Grab my stomach. Like, play with it, you know? And he's like, so what? Girls are supposed to be soft. And then I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I've been operating my entire life like we're supposed to be fucking fit. Yeah. And now that I know that we have the pleasure of a fluctuating body type a la Rihanna, I'm on board with that. Done. Done. That's rose. great. I will say an, another recent rose is we had a holiday party on um, uh, Monday. Monday? <laughs> Jesus. I, almost, I said and, every day of the week except for yeah, Monday. Yeah, exactly. And um, I had a moment where I was like, here's my true bliss. I found it. I have tequila in one hand, McDonald's fries in the other, and dancing to Carly Rae Jepsen. And I was like, And this, a Domino's pizza slice. This is my wellness. <laughs> this is it. This is my true essence. And so, like, you know, fuck everything we've talked about all year. That's truly I'll the alignment I mean, I'll send you me. a picture of the French fry bag. Perfect. Because it was beautiful work of art. Um, so, Roses and Thorns. I thought we would go, like, you know, from the year, from the show itself. Like, whatever comes to us. Kels, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Is it my rose of the whole year? It's whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever comes okay. to you. Um, <clears throat> well, my rose this year was that, oh, I'm going to be on a TV show. Oh, right. Yes. So <laughs> that was my rose. It terrified me, but it was like such a good thing for me to get over. It's something I'd wanted for forever without any stipulations of what show it turned out to be a show I'd never have watched or know anything about. And you guys do. Um, more, that's more of Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Elizabeth, put that on yeah. staff. Sorry, she yeah. doesn't want to be sorry, sorry. Into that. <laughs> but also like that was a big deal for me because I, I'd always wanted it and was also equally terrified of it. And mm -hmm. it was so fun to do. So that was a rose. Also, can I just say like, the, with the theme of addiction to synchronicities that's really come up for me all year, like how you getting on that show happened, which links back to this show yeah, right here, is so special just because I have, with zero shame, 
love Vanderpump Rules. That's the show, by the way, guys. I think we've talked about this on the show. Um, I, that show has like got me from the beginning. I've been into it for the past six seasons, and then just the fact that yeah, they, that- you found got onto that show by way of us just makes me like. It was Think so it was anything so, is possible. Yeah, it, and it really is. <laughs> um, that was my rose. And then my thorn this year, which I mean, I'm sure you guys say this all the time, but like the thorn really became a rose was the thorn was that I got so sick so many times. And I realized and it's not like that was not uncommon. It was sort of a theme in my like since I was in my 20s um, is I burned the candlestick at both ends Mm -hmm. and so this year really felt like the first time that that thorn I was like we are chopping this shit off and we are just gonna have a rose because no more fucking thorns and no more getting sick because I'm trying to make everybody else happy but me good for you and that set a huge example for us and your like it's just friends of yours to see like you know, I feel like you went with like the unpopular choice, quote unquote. Like, I did. Who would like cut their career off at the knees and like recalibrate? And, and I had a six week wait list, and I was like, "Sorry, I'm not gonna have a private practice anymore." Yeah, and then like Goop <laughs> ran a thing about you. How about yeah. you were like one of the best Reiki healers, and you're like, "Sorry, I'm actually not doing that." Like, yeah, it was I mean, it, it, and it really, was amazing. It was and scary it, to do. And it. it was an excellent example of self-care and like you walking the walk that you're talking about putting yourself first thank you. and so thanks for setting that example for thank us thank you that that's, means a lot to hear that. that's great what again about, thorn became a rose what about a stem anything we're like hoping also, for can i just add something to that i also just feel like you're such a good example of someone who's a healer and a guide but also like doesn't at all let yourself neglect like your fun side like you have like two very distinct kind of size of yourself and I just think that's such a positive example for anyone in this space I like you. that the cops will still come to your house at a party exactly. yeah but <laughs> like, I've had several glasses of champagne and I'm probably breathing on a I, cop's I, neck I think it was martinis there yeah, was both actually was, we were both I was and. sitting next to her and we I had a glass of pink wine a glass of red wine a martini she had the same thing and we were all we were both just like individually sipping anyways that's besides the point. The, the abundance point is, is of that an I, open bar. I, so, I love an open bar, please. Um, <laughs> the holiday season, open bar season. <laughs> Had three fucking old fashions on a Monday. <laughs> um, okay, but the point is, is that I think that there can be such a rigidity to people in, of your profession, which I find to be extremely unrelatable. And it's very so retrograde of you. Thank you. To be able to hold space for both and show up to both totally and completely in truth and in power and I just really I didn't look up think to I could and then I just started to be like I can't be anything other than me and like my path is not to like be sitting on a mountaintop in the Himalayas and like have a rigid spiritual practice I can vibe with that but I also want to you know go to Saint-Tropez and drink champagne and like wear a you know beautiful dress and have an amazing time with my husband and that's part yeah. of what we're you know, aim to project is that you can, it's you, both it's and, not one, it's yeah, both and. Both yeah. and. And so my STEM, something yeah. that I am creating or desiring, yeah. um, I'll say it here and then this will probably keep me Set really committed. Oh, I'm scared to say it. Say it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm not sure if it's the nerves or the sugar from the phone nut. Uh, I really want to write a book. And so I, that was like, amen. (laughs) Um, I, that's my, that's like a big thing for me in 2018 is to create space and excitement about it. Like I know I want to do it, but I was really like, I got to write. Oh, I got to write. Oh, I got to write. There's no time. And now I feel like I'm making choices to say there's always time. There's always choices. And I have to be the one to make those. Can't wait to read it. I'm so excited. I love you guys. And so it is. And so it is. Yes. Thank you, thank so you, thank you. Is. I'm over here looking at my photos because my Steph. memory of this year is just fucking crazy. She's a blur. So many things happened this year. I mean, from the the incredible episodes that we've done Jeez. that have kept me inspired and learning and excited about what we're doing to things in my personal life. I, I mean, these photos are hilarious. Like, half of them of my fucking eye. The rest of them are of uh, 
I'm grateful for discovering colored glasses. <laughs> I'm grateful for discovering laser hair removal. I'm grateful um, <laughs> for discovering bangs. I'm grateful to have been able to be on television twice. Actually, not even yet. My other show hasn't even aired yet. Like I had the here and now coming to HBO in 2018. Amazing. So much fun working so with good. incredibly talented people and, and really stepping into my professionalism in a new way. That was really fucking scary. But like I was totally ready for it. Like I remember yeah. like seven years ago or eight years ago, like my first like on camera acting jobs, like every time the camera would go on me, I'd be like shitting myself nervous. Like my heart would be beating out of my chest and I would like know my lines and I'd be like ready to go. And then like, I would feel the camera on me and I'd be like, like, and I just couldn't not feel it. So it's Mm -hmm. like to be finally in a place where like, I don't fucking care is amazing. Um, meeting Skrillex. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't even know. This is just bananas. Um, there's been so many highlights. Like, what else have has been... We started the year with Alyssa Goodman. Yes, and we ended the year with Kelsey Patel. Woohoo! Um, and so much I, I'm in looking between. at... I'm, I'm grateful for, for Lowell Smoke selling packages of joints. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is just Bonnaroo. Like, what a fucking crazy wild adventure. We became our worst selves, become our best selves. <laughs> We've never been more miserable and more entertained in our entire lives. I can remember Elizabeth when we were, we decided to leave early, which by the way, was such a fucking ballsy dope move of us. <laughs> we were supposed to be there for five days. We had three days of programming and we were like, we have to get the fuck out of here. We called our manager and we were like, we need to be airlifted out of these <laughs> campgrounds immediately. We had two opposing tents. And I remember Elizabeth unzipping her tent and like looking at me. And she looked like she was about to fall out of her body. Like I could see her soul like dripping from her skin. And I was like, we need to leave. And you were like, I think we do. And then we both proceeded to eat an edible and try to figure out how to get out of there, which is was Sounds not was ill-advised. Then we gave our brand. driver an edible and he had to drive like an hour and a half back to the a, campground. He, Literally was about to drop it in his mouth right before he got back in the van to drive I home and we're like, no, 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 sir. You <laughs> save that until you are off the road. Thank you so much. Uh, that was really dope. I feel like something that has been really cool this year is like the second that I opened myself up to sharing things with people, whether it be like that guy or like any stranger that I open up a conversation with, like the second that I start to like speak my point of view to like a someone that's no one else would be paying attention. I like, I'm so surprised by what people have been like revealing to me in like a positive way, which is such a rose compared to what the news media would have you believe about human beings today. Yeah. Like actually people are really cool and like inquisitive and, and thoughtful. And so that's been cool to give people chances. Um, I don't know. I'm going on and on. I'm just trying to, I mean, pack it all in. I'm packing it all in and literally looking at my photos, uh, why do I have 90 pictures of dolphins? I don't know. I had a moment. Um, gay pride. Thanks for doing that world. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else, Elizabeth? I mean, br- bring it in. Bring it in. Well, I will say one thing. I, our audience has grown so much this our past audience. year. And the engagement that we have with you guys Kathy is... Griffin, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. We forgive you, Kathy. We'll miss you on New Year's. Um, oh, shit. Um... You know, just being able to realize the ripple effect that this show has is so special. Dating 90s actors. <laughs> and um, I don't know. There's so many little moments that stand out as we were doing the meditation, Kelsey, you know, going month through month. Like each each uh, a moment that popped up felt like a moment of growth. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said to you when we finished, I kind of felt like I'm out of a tunnel. And so much of that is because I feel aligned with purpose. And this show has so much to do with that. So for which I am so, so grateful. And Steph, being able to do this with you and is the biggest gift. Agreed. And our listeners, I'll say it again, the biggest gift. We love hearing from you. It means so, so much. The fact that we're all sitting here in that so retrograde merchandise, these sweatshirts are a major rose. I'll say, you know, the thorn of it all, it's been a hard year on a macro level. It's like just been one thing after another. And on a personal level, it's been a little difficult to navigate 
how to talk about feeling good and bettering people's lives when there's so many obvious things that are fighting against that. And I think one of the, the biggest gifts is that we were at least, I hope, able to provide some tools to people to really grapple with with what's been going on I will say so many people have given love to the Shaman Durek episode um in which he like completely changed flipped the script within myself on how to deal with that and with what was going on in the world and with our government and you know but so you know it's like we're Anytime not that trying can to come to an end would be yeah we're not trying <laughs> to ever be a political show but you can't exist on this planet and show up for yourself and show up for the world around you if you're not paying attention to those things um and then I just think the such a rose is like this team of beautiful people that we've built so we want to give thanks to Guru Jagat Guru Jagat for holding space for the show helping to keep it going when we weren't sure where we were going to land um Sarah Charlene Jordan Haley India India Robbie yes our sound guy thank you so much um I'm just so grateful nitty nitty thank, thank you just all of our guides and all of these people who have popped in and been so supportive of us from the beginning everyone who shared their wisdom on the show we are, yes. off the show everyone of the listeners who's shared their journey with us and be being vulnerable to your own experience is so important for this whole thing to function yeah um it's just, like just kind been of fucking amazing yeah feeling all the feels right now so uh this has just been an amazing year and we're so excited for 2018 and keep a lookout. We've got a bonus episode coming uh, to you over the holidays. So keep a lookout for oh, that. Yeah. And um, Holiday Kelsey, realness. where can they find you? Yeah. Kelsey J. Patel is my everything. So social media. So on the Instagram and my website. And Magic Vibes. And Magic Vibes is a subscription spiritual subscription box that I launched this year. That was definitely one of my roses. Um, and you can find it on KelseyJPatel.com. It has all the full moon, new moon so vibes great. and magic. They're beautiful. They're all Reiki. You get meditations with them. You get basically everything that I use my practices in a box. I've been sleeping with the scarf. I don't know. I know why. it's amazing. It's like a warm <laughs> hug of love. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then website is great. You can email me info at Kelsey J Patel. I love hearing from people and I will be doing retreats and my own little mini podcast series with Ryan Weiss called break up with Can't your bullshit. Wait for that. Yes. So exciting. That'll come out in the new year. And I would just, I'm so grateful to you too. And all that you guys bring and provide and share because it takes a lot to create a platform like this and to be in the raw and to be in the unknown and you guys just keep showing up so on behalf of everybody who listens which includes me (laughs) thank you thank you we received that yes uh thank you all so so much we can't say it enough Kara Culkin Kara Culkin to our friend who's here from Austin (laughs) we love you um thank you guys We'll see you in 2018. Be safe and namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.